Gratitude changes lives. When you practice it, your life gets better, but not just yours, people's lives around you get better. And additionally, it will deepen your relationship with God and the church. Now, scientific studies support these statements. Grateful people have better mental health. That means that they feel more happy and less depressed. Now, biologically, gratitude does something extraordinary. It boosts neurotransmitter serotonin and activates the brainstem to produce dopamine, which is the brain's pleasure chemical. So I'd like to offer you a little hit of dopamine right now. Name one thing about Hyde Park for which you are grateful. Type in the chat and turn to somebody you're watching with. And again, if you're alone, just say it out loud. Gratitude is a key for Christians who strive to love God with all they've got and to love their neighbors as themselves, which includes their enemies. In the Gospels, Jesus frequently points to the most unlikely of people to illustrate faith, obedience, and his teaching. He points to unlikely candidates to rebuke the religious leaders and religious people. The healing of the 10 lepers is no different at all. All of the lepers seem to think Jesus can indeed help them. And as far as we know, it's only the most improbable of them all, the Samaritan, who shows gratitude. Now, maybe you're thinking, I really don't have too much in common with lepers. That's mostly true. Lepers were outcasts living in groups on the outskirts of towns and cities. They depended on people's generosity. And in that time, it was believed that it was the leper's own sin or that of their families that caused their skin condition. In other words, they deserved it. The result was a requirement to quarantine from everyone except others stay stuck in that same boat. Lepers were cut off from their families, children. Can you imagine this religious life, society? And they had no way to remedy their circumstances. They could only hope that the skin condition would cease. Normalcy and connection and peace and gratitude were likely in very short supply for this ousted community. So in those ways, no, perhaps you aren't like a leper. But there are ways in which you are similar. Like these 10 lepers, you likely have something in you that needs to be healed, that you alone can't fix. Like lepers, you probably have felt hopeless or stuck or have been in pain and longed for things to be different. I'm going to describe just a few circumstances that I know people at Hyde Park have experienced or are experiencing. I know parents who have tried everything to alleviate their child's medical problem and suffering, and they've had no success. I know a spouse, family member, or friend that have suffered the scourge of mental illness. We've watched the destruction that addiction does to a family. We've seen sons and daughters care for a parent with dementia or cancer. Having someone close to you, somebody in your life, die unexpectedly. Lots of people experience crushing financial debt and fear. And then we have those parents of elementary, middle, and high school students whose 
kids are being excluded and bullied and shunned for being different, overweight, or some other issue. In all of these situations, gratitude is understandably hard to find. Now, even if you can't relate to any of those, you know what it's like to feel freer, to feel shunned or cut off. And we all have the same desire as the leopards, which is relief from suffering, connection with others and God, and peace. And I want you to take a moment to name the place in your own life that needs healing, circumstances for which you can't change, and don't feel a bit of gratitude. And if you feel comfortable, you can put it in the chat or just lift it to God yourself. But you know what? There's one other way that you are like the Samaritan leper. You too can discover a way to gratitude when life is most difficult. So this week, kind of out of the blue, a church member told me this story, and he gave me permission to share it with you. During the financial crisis back and around 2008, this church member had a good job at a Methodist church, and he was let go rather abruptly and without warning. It was a difficult thing for him to navigate. I mean, in addition to being his workplace for a good period of time, the church was his faith community, his friends where he worshiped. And he continued to worship and volunteer and, you know, pray because he was scared. One person from the church kind of walked with him as a prayer partner, and they would regularly meet during his period of unemployment. And he searched for many, many months with no luck. He was educated, talented, hardworking, and hadn't been without a job since he was 16. Denial after denial after denial came. Month after month passed. Watching his bank account dwindling, he began applying outside his field, including for an assistant manager position at KFC. And like all the others, he was told no, or that he was overqualified. Now, exhausting every financial resource he had, his car was repoed. His retirement accounts exhausted. And the house that he lived in, that was really his only asset, was on the brink of foreclosure. And understandably, he was fearful, thinking he might end up homeless. And he said at times he could really feel like a leper and found it difficult to connect with gratitude. Everything was closing in. But you know what? That would soon change. The Samaritan leper's path of gratitude can be a guide for you and me as we navigate life when circumstances are beyond our control, whether we created them and had a role in it or not. The path looks like a few specific things that are found right in our text today. The leper's likely had heard about Jesus. In Luke chapter 10, it says that Jesus sends out 72 disciples in pairs to go out to all the towns and places that he planned to go visit. So in other words, the pump had been primed. And those folks who felt stuck or outside normalcy were hearing that this Jesus could refresh and restore them. So when Jesus showed up in this town, the leper and the lepers realized it. They shouted, Jesus, master, have mercy on us. And that's the first way along the path of gratitude is to call out to Jesus. My own experience is that people who live lives of gratitude most frequently 
have had moments like that when they were at the end of their rope and they called out to God, maybe not even totally believing it. They called out to God like never before. Each leper had a mustard seed of faith that Jesus could do something to alleviate their situation. The misery of their moments and the opportunity that presented itself enabled them to act. When have you last called out to Jesus Christ, asking for his mercy, asking for his help? Friends, we all need healing. Cry out, because if you don't, you might remain isolated. Next, Jesus says to the 10, go and show yourselves to the priest. That's what they had to do if they were gonna be reinstated in the community. And then it says, as they went, they were made clean. Take that in for a moment. As they went. Jesus cleansed them while taking the journey. It wasn't instantaneous and allegedly happened pretty quickly, but there's truth in that statement for us. We are designed to do the journey together. There isn't any solo Christianity. For us to deepen gratitude, it is more than just calling out to Jesus to be made clean. We must take the journey with other lepers, you and me. And along the way, we will be cleansed by God. In Wesleyan theology, that's really referred to as this notion of sanctification. After proclaiming faith in Jesus Christ, we are justified, saved, and cleansed. But God doesn't want to leave us there. And as we walk this road of discipleship, striving to live out the greatest commitment through spiritual practices, God cleanses us so we can love more deeply, make God's love real, and become more like Jesus. You need other people on this journey. So if you haven't, find your lepers. And if you need help, put something in the chat or shoot John Barolo, our director of discipleship, an email. If you don't do this, you likely won't get very far on the journey or go very deep. Dr. Robert Emmons is a psychologist, professor, and leading expert in gratitude. And this guy's like written over 200 publications on the topic. He says the feeling of gratitude has two stages. The first stage is this acknowledgement of goodness in one's life. Can you acknowledge that? The second stage of feeling um, gratitude is recognizing that the source of that goodness came from outside of you, not inside. Now, long ago, I was uh, telling a mentor how grateful I was about something. I was going on and on and on, and he finally interrupted me, and he said, Justin, gratitude is an action. All 10 of the lepers demonstrated faith. All 10 of the lepers demonstrated obedience, and it's probable that all 10 of the lepers felt grateful in their minds and hearts. That goodness had happened to them, it was outside of themselves. But only one practiced gratitude. Again, from verses 15 and 16. The one of them, that was the Samaritan, 
when he saw that he was healed, he turned back, praising God with a loud voice. And he laid down at Jesus' feet and thanked him. Here's the thing. The primary difference between the one and the nine is where they turned. The nine lepers went to the priests. They turned to religion and rules. And that's not all bad. They were still healed. But the Samaritan turned toward Jesus and relationship. And that's the final way of gratitude. Turn toward Jesus. Let's revisit the conclusion of the church member's story. Again, he's on the brink. One Sunday after going to church, his prayer partner takes him to lunch. I don't know why this is interesting, but he, he told me, it was at Red Lobster. And the conversation that he had would change his life. She suggested that perhaps it was pride that was getting in his way. He had done everything that he could, and now he needed to surrender. He needed to let go and let God handle it. It was somewhat of a bitter pill for this person since I would never describe him as prideful. When he arrived home from that lunch, he was thinking about it and he said he stopped and he paused and reflected. And he realized that he indeed had not surrendered and was trying to control everything. And he took a deep breath, he said, and he prayed, saying this, God, I'm giving this over to you. I have nothing left. In other words, he called out to Jesus Christ, Lord, Master, have mercy on me. And he decided right then and there that the following day he would start packing, getting boxes to leave behind the thing that he was trying to hold on to so tight. And a couple of hours later, the phone rang. And on the other end of the line was somebody from the Methodist church offering him a job that would start immediately. This opportunity came totally out of the blue. And he was able to keep that house and do a lot of things. And he's still in it today. And he told me, quite reflectively, that every day since, he has thanked and praised God. Now, we didn't read the final verse in this story for whatever reason, but I'd like for you to hear it, and I'd like for you to close your eyes and imagine that Jesus is speaking to you. Get up and go on your way. Your faith has made you well. Friends, cry out. Take the journey with others and turn towards relationship with Jesus Christ. And not only will you feel gratitude, but you'll practice it. Let us pray. Oh, most generous God, who shows us the way of grace and love 
and peace and generosity. If there's anything in our lives right now that we need to cry out to you, we do it. Help us and have mercy on us. Help us to continue to walk with siblings in Christ and heal us. And remind us that turning towards you is always the way to life and gratitude. And we ask all these things in the power of the risen Christ. Amen. During this series, this generosity series, we are lifting up the ways that you have made an impact. This past year, Hyde Park United Methodist volunteered over 36,000 hours in ministry towards others. It's amazing. And this number is truly remarkable and is something for which we all can be grateful, and I certainly am. So now we respond to God with our gratefulness through our financial generosity. You can give via the donate button, text, mail, or at highparkumc.org slash give. We're ready to receive your estimate of giving for 2023. You could submit that estimate of giving digitally at hydeparkumc.org slash E-O-G. I want to thank you in advance, and I want you to know that your generosity changes lives.